Welcome to Rise and Shine, the podcast dedicated to women in home building who are ready to rise professionally and shine personally. I am your host, Abby Cornelius, and I am thrilled to embark on this empowering journey with you. Together, we're going to dive into the world of leadership, sales, mindset, results, and corporate climbing, all tailored to the unique experiences of women in this industry. Whether you're a seasoned pro or you're just starting out, Rise and Shine is here to provide you with actionable insights, inspiring stories, and expert advice to propel you forward in your career and illuminate your personal growth. So if you're ready to break some barriers, conquer challenges, and redefine success on your own terms, you are in the right place. It's time to rise, it's time to shine, and it all starts right here. Let's get started. All right. I want to start with a little story. Last week, I was chatting with one of my coaching clients. We both have young kids and we kind of always start with how are the kiddos? What's going on? We just came off of Halloween. So there's plenty to talk about. And she shares with me that her she took her son to the dentist recently and the dentist told him he had to get five teeth removed. <clears throat> and my like initial reaction was, oh my God, that sucks. Like, I'm so sorry. I hope that that goes well for you. And she was like, no, like when the dentist told him, he was just like super excited. He can't wait to surprise the tooth fairy with five teeth. Like this is, you know, blowing his mind that he's going to have five nights worth of tooth fairy visits in one night. And he thinks it's amazing and great and hilarious. And the dentist is like, all right, let's just like roll with it. Right. Like if he's happy, we're happy. This is going to be great. And so I just said to her, I'm like, what an amazing like perspective. And part of it is because he doesn't know what it's like to get your teeth pulled, but he does know if I lose a tooth, I get the tooth fairy. So there's that like, uh, ignorance is bliss, like dynamic there. Right. But also he found the opportunity in the obstacle. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today is that there are two sides to every coin. Every time something comes up that's challenging, there is in some way an opportunity within that. And so when it comes to the housing market and everything that we're feeling in our industry today, it can feel very uncertain. It can feel like we're constantly being faced with obstacles, whether that's increasing interest rates. Now we're headed into an election year and, you know, we're not sure about this and about that. And like, this is a new environment. So we don't really know what to expect all the time. And it can be a little stressful. Maybe you're getting more cancellations. Maybe you're not hitting your sales goals as easily. And these feel like huge obstacles, but I want to encourage you to flip the coin. Let's try to find the opportunity in these obstacles. Let's be proactive and figure out what we can do to capitalize on maybe these unique market situations instead of just saying, well, what I've always done doesn't work here, so I'm stuck. Or it's it, it's the market's fault. It's the election's fault. It's this, it's that, it's that. That's very reactive, right? When we're pointing the finger, that's a very reactive mindset. And it's also a very fixed mindset. Like I can't change. I can't adapt. I can't learn and grow. Where the, the flip side is a very growth mindset. It's very high accountability. And that's really what we need in teams in this market is all hands on deck. Let's try to think of things differently. And so for me, I see two huge opportunities when the market shifts. I see an opportunity to innovate and an opportunity to educate. Okay, innovate and educate. In companies, it can be very hard to innovate. In home building, it feels like it's almost damn near impossible sometimes to innovate because we typically don't have time, we don't have money, we don't have, you know, alignment on whatever we're going for. But when markets shift, we tend to have a little bit more time to 
think and strategize, right? Okay, the plan that we're executing right now isn't necessarily working. So let's have a meeting about what we can do next. This is a little like um, a little squeaky door opening for innovation, the, these meetings of what's our new strategy, okay? And then you add in the fact that the company is trying to mitigate risk and they know we might need to spend a little bit more money to help get those sales. We might need to spend a little bit more money to be creative in marketing. So again, the door is opening a little bit bigger to innovation. Okay. And then you're getting everybody in the room, right? So leaders are like, Hey, we want marketing. We want sales. We want construction, all hands on deck. Let's think about what we can do to improve our situation in this market. Now the door for innovation is wide open. You've got the three key things that you need to overcome the barriers to innovation, which is you need collaboration, time, and resources. And so when you're in these meetings, this is for the leaders on the call. When you're in these meetings, I want you to be bold and to bring up new ideas and suggestions. They don't have to be million dollar ideas, but we do need to start sharing some things that maybe we're seeing other people doing other ways that we can help bring new people into the market or get some more um, get some more traction, some more traffic, all of those things. So that's the innovation portion. The other portion is the education portion. So as markets shift, we need to have an acknowledgement that not everybody on your team knows what to do in this moment. Okay. So when, when COVID hit, um, uh, there was a good bit of salespeople that came into the sales world. Well, selling in COVID environment is very different than a typical market um, condition. I think everybody can <laughs> agree to that, right? And then when we started coming out of like the, the COVID environment and, and all of that, it was like, oh my gosh, these salespeople are like, I don't know what to do because everything I'm doing that worked last year isn't working this year. And so we have to educate we have to make sure that our, especially on the sales side, that our team members have the skills and the talk tracks. I'm huge on talk tracks and not that I want you to have robots because that doesn't feel good either, but I do want you to have were like help them craft it in their own words, but, but educational talk tracks for your sales team to educate the consumer. And the reason we need those talk tracks is because the news is going all day long, blah, 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 blah. This is what's going on. And some of the news is true, but we need to also be able to educate them on the flip side of this coin. So one of the great areas of education that I would be spending with my team right now is making sure that we all understood how to clearly communicate the cost of waiting. Okay. The cost of waiting for rates to go down or waiting to see what happens in election or waiting to see all of this stuff. Right. So I, I don't enjoy the marketing that's going out um, in the, in the community where it's like rates are still historically low and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, when rates were 8% before housing prices were drastically different. So 8% on a $150,000 house is a lot different than 8% on a $450,000 house. So you're not comparing apples to apples, you're comparing apples to oranges. Buyers can see through that. It's not very comforting. Um, and it's kind of that same concept of like, you know, marry the house, date the, date the rate, which I don't, I don't dislike that one, but I'm just saying like, they're hearing it so much that it's not resonating anymore. And it may not be the highest level of education and support that you can provide to a home buyer. And so what we really need to educate people on instead and educate our buyers on is economics. Economics, how does supply and demand work? It doesn't need to be complicated. It can just be a simple understanding that when supply is low, there's not a lot of houses on the market, inventory is low, right? And demand is high. There are still people that need homes, right? We still have a housing shortage in the country. 
prices go up. Okay, that's the environment that we're in. Prices go up. Now, if interest rates drop, demand is going to increase because it's going to put more buyers in the market. Supply is also going to increase a little bit because more buyers are going to probably put their house on the market. And what you're going to see is you're going to see prices continue to rise. And so what you really need to be educating yourself on so that you can educate your buyers on is if rates drop, but prices go up, how is that going to impact each consumer? And so this is where Abby and her finance brain would just start running a whole bunch of financial scenarios. So if you don't have the capacity to do that on your own, maybe get with a loan officer and just run some scenarios. What's your average price today? What's the average interest rate today? What's the average payment look like on that? And then if rates go up or if rates go down 1%, but but prices go up 30 or $40,000, what does that new payment look like? What's that cost of waiting for that scenario to happen because that's likely what's going to happen. And then yes, you can educate them, but look, Hey, if rates go down, now you get today's prices. You can always refinance, make sure that your loans have, um, that if you have a preferred lender, that everything's good to, to refinance and there's no stipulations on that. But if you refinance, then great. Now you do, you have the house at today's pricing in tomorrow's market at tomorrow's rate. Okay. So there is a process there, but try not to get stuck on just like catchphrases, like truly be a consultant and educate and take it a step further and personalize it. So once you, once you identify, and I don't want you leading with any of this, because truly if a customer comes into your community, they are interested, they have a need, focus on them, focus on their needs. But when it comes to, hey, we found the house and here's the price, if you get a stall, this is how you overcome that objection, right? You dig in and you personalize it to their scenario, the house that they liked, the price of that house, and the rate that you were the lender um, that the lender has isolated for them. So highly personalize it, customize it instead of this like generic overarching information. Also, Another great thing is to educate yourself on if you do have quick move-in, spec, inventory homes, whatever you call them, that have rate incentives that you can show the difference in monthly payment between that house and maybe one of your Tubi belts that is um, not where your company wants you focusing, right? They're giving great incentives right now for quick move-ins because they want to get those homes closed and be able to realize the profit on those homes that are already under construction. So focusing there and focusing on the potential win. So it's a huge opportunity for your buyers is that we are seeing rate incentives. We are seeing um, closing cost incentives. We're seeing money towards options again. So there's a lot of great stuff going on in the market that benefits consumers because again, if rates drop, guess what? all that stuff is going to get pulled. The day rates drop, your manager is going to say, okay, no more closing costs, no more rate incentives, no more price concessions. Like rate is the win right now. Okay. So keep that in mind. These are those opportunities that exist within these obstacles of the market. So we're going to innovate for leaders. You're going to get into conversations and rooms with the innovation door open, and you're going to try to think of things that you can do uniquely that help support your individual communities and your team members. And you're going to educate yourself and your team and maybe do some role-playing, practice those talk tracks, ask them to, you know, if a customer stalls because they want to see what's going on in the market, what are you going to say? Help them craft that, help them craft it in a way that they're talking about it confidently because confidence is transferable. If a, if a customer says, I'm nervous about the market and your salesperson goes, yeah, me too. Not a great start to overcoming the obstacle. 
what you need is somebody who says, you know what? Yeah, there's, there's new things happening every day in this market, but I feel really confident that there's really great opportunity that still exists. And especially for you, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, based on the information that you shared with me today. And then they go into solving that person's individual, um, situation and providing value and excitement for them for their move. Okay. Another couple of things that I saw. So we talked about economics. We talked about innovation. We talked about incentives. There's two more really great opportunities to help you continue to grow your business in this market. And the first of that is realtor relationships. Now, we always throw new home sales kind of in the real estate bucket, but we are a different like what do you want to call it? Subculture or sub-economic bubble within real estate. So if I'm a realtor, I can grow my business one of two ways. I can grow it through listing agreements or buyer agency agreements. Okay. Listing agreements are where most realtors would love to focus their attention. They're the most profitable, the least amount of time. They're the most predictable income source for them. But with interest rates rising, many people aren't willing to list their home and leave their lower interest rates. So you're seeing realtors kind of at a loss of how to gain those uh, listing agreements. And so they're maybe taking on more buyer agency clients than they would typically do because of this, you know, loss of opportunity. So now they're helping buyers agencies. Well, there's still a very low supply of inventory because people aren't listing their homes. So if I've got a buyer agency client, I might have a hard time finding the house that works for them, finding the school district that they need, uh, securing an offer, um, I've still heard of people missing out on offer, missing out on homes because of multiple offers on the resale market. So this stuff's still happening. So the solution to realtors is new home construction because we got dirt, we got lots, we've got inventory. And so if they've got a buyer's agent, we have an opportunity there to collaborate better and to work more closely together. So maybe in the past you haven't needed realtors, um, but guess what? Now realtors need you. And so I just saw a post earlier this week on LinkedIn. Um, one of the guys I follow, Ryan Gamble, he is a sales representative for Meritage Homes. He puts out really killer content on LinkedIn. So I highly encourage that you follow him. He's a seasoned pro. He's very tenured in the real estate world. And he shared that he almost doubled his income in this quote unquote tough market by just implementing one new strategy. And that strategy was realtor outreach. He created a system and uh, stayed consistent with it to building those relationships, to educating them and to fostering the ability to get more customers into his model. And now I know I hear this. I hear this all the time. Abby, my traffic's down. I don't, my marketing's not working. I don't know, you know, what should I be putting on my website? All this other stuff that they're kind of like waiting for their company to be doing for them where Ryan said, Hey, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to create these connections. And he was actually able to account 35% of his sales to self-generated realtor outreach. That's insane. That's incredible. If you were to take your sales numbers today and tacked on an extra 35%, wouldn't that be kind of a game changer for you and your team? So I think educating um, how we can utilize and leverage realtors more in the resale or in the new construction space would be huge, a huge benefit to you and your team. I think there's a really big opportunity there. And if you're a salesperson, stop wishing and waiting for something to happen. Go out there and find these opportunities like realtor collaborations to get more people in your door. Another opportunity, which isn't necessarily like snap your fingers and make happen, but is something to consider moving forward is the active adult buyer. So baby boomers are still retiring at enormous rates. 
Um, a lot of builders have started shifting their product portfolio to include lifestyle type communities that appeal to this active adult buyer. Um, and there's such a huge opportunity there because in a way they're kind of, they're economic proof because they don't typically have mortgages. So they're not the folks that are like stuck in this 2% mortgage and they're going to be, they're going to be worried about 8%. It's a cash transaction. Typically price might be a little bit of an objection because they are concerned about keeping affordability in there. But if you can help solve this problem of them transitioning into this next life cycle, getting them closer to grandbabies, giving them a community where they feel like they're a part of something and that it's, you know, it's that truly like that active lifestyle type community, you can get a lot of traction there. Um, I recently chatted with uh, Frankie Franklin, who works for Coulter Homes. She is top 1% in the nation for new home sales. I think it was last year. And she sold like, I think it was over 110 houses exclusively to active adult buyers in this challenging market. And in, and a majority of it was like in the COVID time period where we weren't maybe doing like all these visitations and we had to get, um, you know, scrappy with tech and virtual. And she was able to do that with that active adult buyer because there's a huge opportunity there for them. So again, this is an opportunity that in lies within the obstacle. If the obstacle is this interest rate objection and all of this, like the active adult buyer or just that buyer who is more of a cash buyer is a huge opportunity. And so you can be seeking that. You can be seeking realtor relationships, sharing the good news about how these incentives serve them today, but these incentives are not guaranteed tomorrow, educating your buyers on the economic cycles and what is at risk should they wait and do so in a way that just is there to help serve them. These don't need to be hard closes, but education and planting seeds is a very important part of what we need to do as sales consultants. This is the value that we add. This is something that AI cannot do. Now, I'm a huge proponent of AI. I think it's very cool. But even this morning, I was like, let me just ask ChatGPT some questions. And let me see if I can actually pull this up because this was kind of interesting. So... um. If you haven't played around with ChatGPT, please do so because it's really, really interesting. Um, but I asked it a question about property values and ChatGPT's answer was, I don't have real-time data. The average annual increase in property varies can, can vary, blah, 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 blah. It's advisable to check the latest reports or consult local real estate experts for the most accurate and up-to-date information on property values and trends in a specific area. So even ChatGPT is telling you you need to get a pro. So there is value that we can offer to employees or excuse me, to potential buyers that is outside of what they can get with a Google search. And I don't want you to devalue that and wish you bring. And the biggest, the biggest opportunity that I find in this obstacle is the opportunity that I found in 2008. Now, I'm not saying this market is anything like 2008. There's too many differences to even try to piggyback and say, oh, I survived that. I know what to do here. But in hindsight, the gift or the opportunity for me that came out of the 2008 housing recession was that I learned I was highly adaptable. I learned I could learn new skills and I built a set of skills that could help me thrive in any market. And it made me feel confident about being a career sales professional or a career um, pro within this industry that I knew that no matter what the market threw at me, if I could overcome that, I could overcome the next cycle. And for those of you that maybe haven't 
haven't been in a difficult cycle, or this is now your second difficult cycle. And you're like, why is this so different than the last cycle? It's always going to be that way. That's kind of the fun and amazing thing about real estate is that it, it does change. It's not predictable. Now I get it. Some people like safety and they like predictability and the housing market is, is anything but that. But what it is, is it's an opportunity to constantly learn and grow and challenge yourself and and find new and exciting ways to innovate and educate yourself so that you can serve your customer better, add value to your company in a bigger and better way. And just for you to, to build that individual like grit of like, I can figure this out. I love what I'm doing. I love helping my customers and I'm committed to figuring out what it's going to take to be successful in this regardless of the obstacles. And so I want to hear from you guys. If anybody has a unique opportunity that they've found within this market, please shoot me an email, abby at abbycornelius.com. I'd love to continue to share these ideas to help inspire everybody out there that you're not alone in feeling a little beat down from time to time. You're not alone in being concerned about what's next in the industry, but you are able to find some really good wins and opportunities inside any environment, any real estate cycle that you find yourself in. And I really hope that that's the takeaway you get from this today, that there is 100% opportunity within any obstacle. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Rise and Shine. We hope you're leaving today's conversation feeling inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to make a meaningful impact in your career and life. Remember, your journey is unique and every step you take brings you closer to your goals. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment of empowerment and share with a friend, somebody who you think may benefit from this episode too. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, insights, and even topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes episodes by connecting with us on social media or leaving a review. Your feedback helps us tailor Rise and Shine to meet your unique needs. Until next time, keep rising, keep shining, and keep making your mark in the world of home building.